father? I'll take that as a compliment. What? Oh, amazing. Okay, great. You know, I got you. All right, talk soon. Ah! We're talking about Jacob and Esau. Oh, welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. Esau, like Issa Rae from Insecure? No, Weezy. Esau. Oh, Esau. Although I love Esau, though. She just got an eight-figure deal with something. Esau, Shally Sells by the Seashore. That Esau. I have no idea what you're talking about, but guys, today's episode is going to be great. Obviously, introduce yourself, Wheezy, just in case people don't know. Hi, I'm Wheezy. I produce Brianna's show. I'm her B-mic. I am the devil on her shoulder, although she likes to call me the angel, whatever. She's my devilish angel, if you will. And you are an angel for listening. One of Brianda's angels, that's what I want to call you guys, made that ish up. But it is because you guys have been leaving such amazing reviews for Brianda. We are so grateful that you have been engaging with this show, watching on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. So we just want to shout out one of our listeners from Don't Know Your Name. Uh, it's Jesus Loves Black Women. And the subject is a Bible podcast for real people. And it has one word in the comment review. Finally. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Thank you so much, Jesus Loves Black Women. Jesus does love black women. Jesus loves, I hate to be all lives matter. Jesus loves everybody. <laughs> he does love everyone. Oh, that's so sweet, guys. Keep on, you know, leaving a rate and review if you like it. Um, so what are you going to tell us today with this story? If you guys listen on audio, Brianda wears the most nuts outfits in makeup. <laughs> and uh, did Jesus just... You know what? Um, you know, the reason why I, I mean, I think I look so fabulous every You episode. do, but also like it, how many colors is in the outfit, honey? Listen, it is a collaborative effort. Me and my creative partner, Val, you know, uh, Val does makeup on Instagram. Go follow her and on TikTok. She's incredible. Um, you know, we just want to have fun. Like I love doing makeup. I, I was a makeup artist for a couple years in the mm -hmm. past and I have an affinity and, um, appreciation for makeup artists. I mean, and, same as now. She, yeah, man, Val does a great job. And we just wanted to have some fun. Like this story uh, isn't necessarily a fun one, but I do, I do like to be inspired by the story sometimes when I can. But other than that, like if there's a camera and a mic in front of me, I'm trying to play and I don't, I don't want to look like everyone else. Like I, <laughs> I want to play. I, I, um, I don't like to dress for the male gaze, even though sometimes, I mean, like two episodes ago, my titties were out, but like, I, I don't know. I, this is Brie, baby. Um, but today's episode is going to be all about Jacob and Esau, two of the most famous siblings in the Bible. Obviously, you know, we talked about Cain and Abel, episode one, but these two are just as dramatic. So the story of Jacob and Esau can be found in Genesis 25. And I guess the best way to break this down could be by um, uh, where they started. So after Abraham died, um, you know, from the last episode, we discussed Isaac meeting Rebecca. And guess what? Just like his daddy, they struggled having kids. So Isaac prays to God and he prays and he says, please, please help, please help wifey out. You know, we've been trying, we've been doing it in every position. Like her legs be up. Like, what do we do? I don't know what's wrong. And you know, God provides, God gets Rebecca pregnant 
and imagine Rebecca being so old and she was, she didn't know she was pregnant, but she was feeling like stuff kicking in her stomach. She was like, what's going on? I have no idea what's going on. So of course she goes to God. She's like, what's happening right now? Oh my God. Oh my God. What's happening. And in Genesis 23, verse 26, the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. You know, um, this is a huge, that, that for her was like a, it was a, a, God was prophesying to her what would later happen. But like we said, this message came to Rebecca. It didn't come directly to Isaac. Now, could you imagine, could you imagine being told you were giving birth to twins? Hi, Tangie. Could you imagine being in ancient times and giving birth to twins? It's not like you had a gyno. Like in this case, Rebecca, God was Rebecca's gyno, so she knew what was up. But like if you were just some regular, regular girl in ancient times and you were having a baby, like imagine popping a one baby out and then the doctor's like, hold on, what? Like we got to run that back. <laughs> like you're going in again. Like that would be absolutely wild. So that's exactly what happened. And she gave birth to two boys, fraternal twins. Esau came first. And Jacob was younger, came right after. Actually, when Esau was born, he was born all red and really hairy. That's why they named him Esau. Esau is Hebrew for hairy. And Jacob was born... <laughs> Wait, it's true. <laughs> oh, my. oh, my God. So, like, on non-wax days, is Esau down here? Oh, God, it's no wax day every day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Celibate Sally! <laughs> but, like, I trim, you know? I don't know. I feel like being all waxed is overrated, don't you think? Um, yeah, I like a little Esau. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a little like landing strip. I like a little fuzz. I got waxed recently for the TV show that I'm doing. And honestly, like having it so bare freaked me out. Like I was not happy with that. That's what I mean. I want to feel a little thing. Yeah. Like I don't want, I feel like the, the whole fad of like waxing everything just infantilized women more than we need. You know, same mm-hmm. with e-girls when they like wear a ton of blush and they're like, oh, oh, do you want to have sex with me? I'm a little baby. Ugh. Stop whoa, that. Whoa, like, whoa. I don't want your voice. No, man. it's not. No, it's not. I'm sorry. No, it's not. No, I'm just saying a little Esau is okay. Anywho, Jacob's name in Hebrew means heel or heel grabber um, because it says in the Bible that Jacob went to grab Esau's heel as they were coming out. Kind of cool, right? Um, anywho, so growing up, um, the boys had kind of, they were different, completely different personalities. The way they looked was totally different, but also their personalities. Like Esau was a skillful, like hunter, always out and about with his dad, Isaac, you know, like getting it. Like he, they, they, he hunted what he ate. You know, he was like a man's man while Jacob was a guy who liked to be indoors. You know, he always kept his nails clean. You know, he was watching 90 day fiance with his mom, Rebecca. Okay. See, now I could do that. I could be with Jacob. (laughs) Like that's how you can tell. Like these are their different personalities. Now, because of this, as you can imagine, uh, Isaac favored Esau and Rebecca favored Jacob. Now, any, anyone who like parenting 101, it is not good to favor anyone. Even if you do favor one, you never like outwardly display that. But I think that the reason why the Bible highlights that is to just show dysfunction. You know, like 
for anyone who was born in a dysfunctional family, I can't say that, like, some people weren't in Mazel Tov, that's great for you, but um, for people who were raised in dysfunction, this is a story about how to overcome it. But it also shows you that you kind of are what raised you in a way, like the decisions of your parents ultimately shape what happens after you or they can. So that's why uh, this episode is all about decisions. If I want y'all to take anything away from this episode is decisions, 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 not the horrible ones, but just like how important that any decision you make today has on your life tomorrow. Now, we're talking all about siblings, right? It's only appropriate we talk about birthright. In ancient times, the birthright was given to the firstborn always. And what did a birthright mean? The birthright meant that child was to get double portions of the inheritance and also be the leader and the father of the nation of which they came from. It's a huge honor. It's also a blessing. Like a, 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 in religious um, st standings, like that is like you are the head honcho. What an honor to even acquire that. And Isaac had his, has his eyes set on Esau grab, uh, having the birthright. A, because it was his birthright. He was technically first, but also we already know he favored him. However, Rebecca remembers her conversation with God. Remember when he said the, the older will, you know, bow down to the younger. So she was like, uh, uh, no, it's going to be Jacob. So now that we have that basis set, I want to get into like the gut of this story. And it involves stew, red lentil stew. So, okay. and, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, if you were a soup, what would you be? A hot soup. But like what kind? The like, hottest soup. So not gazpacho. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would be, I'd be a nice butternut squash. I don't know. What do you think, Val? Butternut sound like a good stripper name too. Oh, I'm so, this is it. And Rebecca with a K. <laughs> but anyways, so in Genesis 25 verses 29 to 34. This is where we can find we can find the the stew story, the infamous story about how Esau gives up his birthright and gives it to his brother. So it starts at 29. Once Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, "Quick, let me have some red stew. I'm famished." This is why they called him Edom. Um Edom Red Sea Red anywho. Um Jacob replied, "First, sell me your birthright." Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank, and then he got up and left. So Esau despised that birthright. You heard it here first, guys. Esau swore his birthright off to his younger brother, for a bowl of soup. Could you imagine God seeing that pan out? Like, I mean, God knows no time. God, God knows everything. God knew this was going to happen. But could you imagine how disappointing? Talk about decision making. You sold your spiritual legacy in exchange for soup. How many times have we done something like that? 
Um, I would for soup. <laughs> no. Well, it's symbolic, baby. Like it's not about soup. Oh, it could be like for sex or money. Okay. Well, let me just break this down for you, baby. <laughs> the story of how Esau sold his birthright to his brother is so much more than soup. It's it's an example of when in life sometimes we make decisions that are so self-gratifying in the moment, but we pay some serious consequences mm -hmm. after. So just because something felt so good in the moment, we basically say, you know what? F my future. Let's have fun today. And look at what happened with Esau and Jacob. Now, since this is Bible stories with Brianda, I like some perspective here. Because if we gonna be honest, here's the T. Both Jacob and Esau were in the wrong here in a big way. Because if your sibling comes to you telling you that he's hungry and tired, you're going to start like bargaining with him and manipulating him. Like Jacob did that and that was wrong of him as a brother. But Esau selling his spiritual legacy, his birthright in exchange for soup is more telling. He was so flippant and indifferent with life. How sad. Um, now, Esau let his primal desires make the decisions for him. When left to our own devices, like we discussed in so many other episodes, because, you know, in the Bible, lessons are repeated. When you're left with your own devices, we are going to sin. We're going to fumble. We're going to make mistakes. But we're not the only ones that suffer the consequences. Generations after do as well. As you can see in Genesis 27, Esau despises his brother. After this, in fact, uh, uh, Esau even tries to get his birthright back. He cries and he tears up, you know, and it's too late. And at this point, Isaac is like super old. He's actually blind. And Jacob, now that he, you know, he, he had that talk with, with, with Esau, him and his mom like contrived this plan or whatever, where uh, Jacob dresses up like Esau, even though he's blind, even though his dad's blind. And uh Isaac is getting ready to officiate the passing of the birthright. And Jacob pretends to be Esau. So his father thinks he's giving the birthright to Esau. He's really giving it to Jacob. So Isaac asks, because he's blind, Isaac goes, what is your name? Jacob says Esau. What? Yo, Jacob is such a scheming. Jacob is for the streets. Like there was, there is this. Hey, what? Why? No, this. Th no, Weezy. We got to change that because this was such a ter a terrible depiction of someone uh, um, taking advantage of someone else in order for them to move up. Talk about like an opportunistic, selfish person, self indulgent person, and and in knowing that Esau was crying and begging for it back and. And he still was able to do that. You know, there was a pastor that I saw uh, tell the story of, of Jacob in a way. And if I want you guys to really uh, to hear it because it helped me understand a little bit more about Jacob. Because Jacob is huge. Jacob is just as important as Abraham. In the, remember the early patriarchal uh, history? He's in there. Actually, it's Abraham and Jacob are the only two that get their names changed by God. 
which just symbolizes that they are the two patriarchs. Isaac in the middle, Isaac was more of an ancillary uh, uh, baby patriarch. You know what I'm saying? His name never changed. God never changed his name. Abraham changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And later we are on, we find out that Jacob's name changes from Jacob to Israel. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but back to the pastor, he broke down Jacob's character like this. Could you imagine you're a person looking for parking? You're late to an appointment. You can't find any parking anywhere. You're in the car like, oh my God, I can't find parking. I can't find parking. My parking. Oh my God. Oh. And you, you go, oh my God, it's been 30 minutes. I can't find it. So you know what you do? You pray and you go, God, please, if you help me now, please help me. I got to get up there. I'm so late. If you help me right now, I promise you, if you help me right now, I will give my all to you. That's it. I will go to church every Sunday and Tuesday if I'm feeling frisky. Please, Lord, help me out in this moment. Please, please, please. He opens his eyes and sees a parking spot. Puts his head down and goes, oh, great. I found one. And doesn't thank God. Doesn't go to church on Tuesday. Doesn't do anything. It was, a, he just said that. That's it. As if God didn't do anything. That, that was Jacob back then. This pocket of Jacob's life was someone so self-indulgent and, and motivated by his own desires, not the desires that God wanted for him. That was Jacob's personality here. And it all comes to a head towards the end of this section, you know, of Jacob and Esau's uh, story, where Jacob is met with a spiritual war, a spiritual warfare within. He not only is he like physically fighting his own, his own self, his own demons, right? He's phys he's actually hurting. Like he's fighting with God in this moment. He's out and about in the wilderness or something. And like literally, literally fighting, like he breaks his hip in the process. Could you imagine having that kind of warfare where that transcends spiritual to physical? And it, it, he's, he's fighting a man, but that man is later. We find out that man was God. Now that man asks him in the fight, he goes, what's your name? Do you remember call back to when Isaac asked him what his name was when he catfished his brother? Remember that call back to that. The man goes, what's your name? And Jacob goes, my name is Jacob and I'm so sorry for so many years I've been lying and manipulating. Like, I don't even know why I, I, I didn't mean it. They never made me feel good. I feel terrible now. And now my brother wants to kill me. And now I've caused so much strife within my family. I, I can't believe I've done this, but my name is Jacob. This is, this is the ultimate example of repentance and regret and remorse. And that man sees that. That man later knows, um, we later find out that man was God. And in that moment, God changes Jacob's name to Israel. Israel in Hebrew means wrestle with God. And, and that's how, that's what that sort of means in that moment. Um, you know, the rivalry between Esau and Jacob was one that though it was like dramatic, like a telenovela in the end, I, I'm going to fast forward. Both of these boys go to their brother's funeral and in the end, they do, they do forgive one another. More importantly, Esau forgives Jacob. Moral of the story is our decisions in life matter. 
You know, with Esau, sometimes when we are tired and hungry in the moment, we make decisions that cripple us for years to come. His choice to indulge in short satisfaction in exchange for his spiritual legacy messed up his life forever. And Jacob's choice to be motivated by his own winnings at the expense of others, his choice to deceive and exploit, they all changed the course of history. The point is, humans are prone to fail. And if we solely rely on our own judgments to mold our lives, we're bound to fumble. And also, it's just exhausting. I mean, like, oh, God, I remember when I was an atheist, like, living without faith was so tiring. That's just me. Take that how you will. The story also goes to show us that what we say and what we do holds more weight than we think. You know, even when we sin, God's plans are still in act. You can't put God's plans on hold. God takes your sin and spins it. God's like the best DJ ever, right? Like no sin can thwart God's plans for us. And I don't know. He's there for us to access. God is the ultimate decision maker. He's at least great to confide in, to talk to, you know, something else outside of yourself. You're going to fumble. You might as well get help from someone who won't fumble, who literally can't fumble, who doesn't want you to fumble. So, I don't know. If we have access to the best decision-making system ever, why don't we utilize it? Sooner rather than later, you know? Our future depends on it. Hey, Father. Oh, thanks. I love you too. He loves you too. Me? Oh. Uh, yeah, huh? Yeah, Wheezy, he loves you too. Uh huh. Am I. Father, I'm not on mushrooms. I just wanted to play with my makeup. <laughs> I. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, copy that. Great. All right, guys. Bye, Jesus! See you next week, guys.